Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. Uh, we got the whole crew here. Everybody said hey. Hey. Hi. Uh, hey. Not said, hi. Hey, come on, jeez. Hey. Oh. <laughs> um, so we're going to start out this week with the NBA. You know, season started last night um, since we record this on a Wednesday night. And I just want to touch real quick on the Ben Simmons situation. I know it's not much for like, I know some people don't have great feelings on this, but I wanted to get opinions and thoughts. Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I'm just old school. I, I'm not against guys holding out. You know, I understand like, if if teams should if teams are allowed to like cut guys you know especially i think i see it even more in the nfl if they're allowed to cut guys and not honor a contract on the team's end they don't have as much of a problem with a player saying okay like let me do that as well you know if you can cut me and end my contract early why can't i renegotiate my contract early but here with the whole ben simmons thing it's different you know it frankly it seems like he's just really upset that people are upset with him for sucking and like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean like, am I wrong? I, I, no, 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 I get it. I get it. I agree. I agree. I agree. So he, I just, I, he got his feelings hurt because people got upset because he didn't play offense in the playoffs. Like yeah. what are we supposed to do or say? I mean, your job is to score. And if you, if you're that stinking big and you don't dunk the ball when you're a foot away from the basket and instead you pass it, like you're going to get booed and people are going to be upset and rightfully so. And now you got your feelings hurt because you can't shoot the ball. And now you just don't want to play for the team because you got your feelings hurt. Like, I don't, I don't really understand it, but I don't think it's going to end well because if you listen to what Joel Embiid said, he wouldn't even call him by name. And he spoke about not wanting to babysit somebody. So uh, I'm really intrigued for how this is going to go down. I'm kind of, you know, I'm not the biggest NBA guy in the regular season. And so I'm kind of enjoying this uh, pettiness. It, it makes a fun storyline. Chris, you got anything? Yeah, I don't got much to add. Ben Simmons, he came from a stellar college. Um, ever since then, dude's a bum. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's got Say talent. seller, like bottom of the floor type stuff. <laughs> I thought um I thought they were a buyer program. weren't weren't they paying people? <laughs> Only Odell Beckham, but that's straight cash money, all right. Um, but on a serious note, that that team's not going to do. I mean, the 76ers will be good without Ben Simmons. Um, will they get anything for him? I don't know if anyone wants to take on a head case like that. But while saying that, someone willingly took Kyrie Irving. So who knows? Twice, twice. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited to see washed up LeBron go for over 30 points and ball out. He lost, but I mean, good old washed up LeBron still putting up insane. Almost numbers. a triple double. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the, the, uh, the right Steph Curry put up a triple double. Just saying. He did put a triple double. Yeah, that's true. Um, what do you guys say? Anything, Dylan? Anything to add with this? <laughs> well, first, before I forget again, I'm sorry if I sound like the ransom caller calling to, to collect my money. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with my microphone. Uh, but I completely agree with with Chris and, and Josh. Like Ben Simmons, 
get over yourself because you suck and can't shoot. Like, like that's literally what it comes down to. You've been in the league for however many years and you can't develop a jump shot. That's not our problem. That's your problem. Like just because you can't. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I can't say it much better than Josh. I mean, you look at a guy like Giannis who had no jumper. And now Giannis, Giannis this year is stepping in, in into rhythm and pulling up and knocking down a lot of shots in the preseason. He did it yesterday. Um, and he's looking really good. He's looking like a threat. I mean, I don't think Giannis is about to shoot 40% from three and, and like dominate, but I think he's going to, he's going to be a more consistent three point shooter, a more consistent shooter, which is going to make it almost impossible to guard him. But, and that's what we thought Ben Simmons was going to be, but the dude has yet to develop a jump shot. And it's not my problem. It's not the Sixer. It's the Sixers problem, but Ben Simmons saying, I want to be traded. Why? Cause you suck. Like that's why you want to be traded. Like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> my my he thing loves, is uh, is what's that? I was going to say he loves to post his little Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is he does uh, videos over the summer of him like in the gym shooting. And okay, one caveat here: like I understand that sometimes there are significant and actual mental health issues that like. You know, whether we call it the yips or whatever, like I understand that's something significant that people can suffer from. And I understand that. And I don't want to sound at all like I'm diminishing it if that's what it is. But if so, like come out and say like, yeah, like I'm struggling with this. I'm working with a sports psychologist, something. But like what it appears to be is just you're afraid to shoot. And I don't respect that. And then you post your little videos. And I mean, all your stuff of like, I know Stephen A has talked about it some of just Ben Simmons doesn't fit in a blue collar city like Philly. Yo, he wants to be all Hollywood in the way he does everything, but he's not working and that's why he's not playing well. Well, and my thing is, is like, you know, we, we know in, in football, Philly fans are crazy. They boot you know, Santa. <laughs> good, bad, and ugly. Philly fans can be mean. And if you're playing in Philadelphia, and if you're playing for the 76ers, it's probably just as bad, especially since they've been playing well. So he's probably getting worse of it. Now, I will say this, though. His little attitude that he's pulling out right now is a lot worse than what the beer did last year when he wanted to wait, get out of Houston. You know, he was at games, but he wasn't playing well. But right now, Ben Simmons, nobody wants him. So how are you going to trade for something that nobody wants? You're maybe, gonna have to maybe Ben Simmons needs to play uh may play take a play out of James Harden's playbook and wear some kind of fat suit and play everybody as if he's out of shape. I don't know. It's just a something. Thought. Something. All right. That's it on that one. We're gonna switch oh, hold on, over. Hold on. I just oh, want to okay. add something. Can we, maybe this is off topic. Maybe I'm on an island. I don't think I am. But I didn't think that the Lakers thing, I'm not saying the Lakers are gonna be trash or anything. They they still have a lot of good players, but I think last night, maybe it's just one game in, but it proves my thought that Russell Westbrook does not fit like anywhere. Dude's a great player, really good individual talent, but I don't see him fitting into this offense at all. I heard a lot of talks of him being a sixth man would be better for him than coming out as a starter. That's just a random thought. I, I, I He didn't fit in, in – uh, he, they didn't do as much as they thought they could have in Oklahoma City. He goes to Houston. They don't do anything. They go to Washington, doesn't do anything. Now he comes here. 
and he goes four for 13 on opening night. Granted, one night, I get it, but it just I just didn't see his flow or fit in that offense or how it's going to work with him being a third option. I want to see a couple weeks. Like, give it a couple weeks, see, does he slide in, like, and start gelling with the starting lineup? Does he do a, a sixth man running the running the bench offense, basically? You know, when LeBron comes off, he goes on. I, I mean, I think that could work really well. Um, I don't know. He'd have to buy into that. I'm still – I think there's potential because he is exceedingly skilled. Yeah. But And so I'm not willing to call it after one night. But I'm I'm wondering, you know, I want to see what the next couple of weeks provide. I think the one thing is is the one thing it's like, you know, with LeBron, you got to put on there. He does make a player better. He does make other players better on his team. But he also knows how to move, maneuver the team and talk with the coach and the players to get them all on board with the scheme. That I could just work don't for see Russ team. agreeing to be some kind of sixth man. Like I really don't see. Manage nobly was a. Bad man as a six. I know, man. but Manny didn't have the the kind of ego that that's true. That I agree. Has. I agree. I'm for so, better or for worse. How how desperate for a championship is Russ? Because yeah, I think that's the bigger thing. Willing to do something he would not have been earlier on in his career. I agree. Yeah, and that that might be. And I, I'm not saying I'm calling it, but the pattern is against him, and it did not look well last night. Is my my thought. All right. Well, we're gonna switch it over to uh, some college football and. I got a question for Dylan. All right. You gave why me this topic. So bad. <laughs> no, we already know why that we was. don't have enough time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you gave me this topic and I liked it with all these one loss teams. How is the CFP really going to roll out? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, because there's not a – the only undefeated Big Ten, Big 12 team – Big 12, Big 10 uh, – is Michigan and Michigan State. Uh, Iowa six lost. Six and nine. Uh, Ohio State has a loss. Uh, Penn State has a loss. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the Big, tw- uh, the Big Ten. The Big 12 – so Oklahoma with Caleb Williams, I like a lot more than with Spencer Rattler. If Spencer Rattler was still the quarterback – I'd say that any two-loss team, like out of those power five, should be ahead of Oklahoma, uh, even an undefeated Oklahoma. Uh, but with Caleb Williams, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because he's looked a lot better uh, than Spencer Rattler was, was doing. I think Cincinnati, I think if they run the table, this is it. They're in. They have to be. Uh, because, one, they're undefeated. They have a, they'll have a couple big wins by the end of the season if they run the table. And they've looked really good with a Heisman candidate quarterback. But I think the big the the SEC championship game is going to be interesting. Because Georgia? If, if Georgia wins again, if if it's Georgia Alabama and Georgia beats Alabama, do you let a two loss Alabama team in? That's that's gonna be an interesting that's gonna be an interesting uh thing do you is this going to be one of the first or one of the few times Alabama's ever been left out of the college football playoff if not the first I can't remember offhand but it's going to be interesting to see what cut the big 10 really holds a lot of the cards uh because there's a bunch of teams in the top 10 in the in the big 10 or in the top 12 uh as I say in the top 12 you've got even even Oregon if Oregon runs the table they have a big win in Columbus against a, a top two ranked Ohio State team uh, so 
that to me to see Ohio State up above in. above Oregon is kind of interesting because Oregon has beaten them at home. Uh, so I'm interested to see how this shakes out. I think the Big Ten holds a lot of the cards though, and uh, how this shakes out uh, with those last couple of spots. Chris, you got anything you want to add on this one? Um, well, to answer Dylan's question, can a two-loss Alabama team make it to the – yes, if their second loss to Georgia isn't a bad loss. Like, if it's a close game, I could see it. If Georgia beats them by two possessions, then there, I, I don't think there's a possible way you can justify sending them in. Um, but one thing about the Big Ten that you're talking about – is a lot of those teams still have to play games against each other. Yeah, Michigan so has a, a gauntlet. Well, Michigan's got Michigan State. So while, while Ohio they State. a lot of the cards, they're going to be losing a lot of their cards here soon because yeah. you're going to see teams going down. What the, the matchup I'm most excited about is Oklahoma's last game of their season where they take on their other undefeated opponent within the uh, Big 12, and that's Oklahoma State. Yep. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting game. One, because you, no matter what, one team's not going to be undefeated. Um, Does that yeah, knock think, out one of them, though? Yeah, that would knock out one of them mm-hmm. if, if you lose that game. Yeah, there, like, there's only one conference that can, that can get away with a one or two loss team making it, and that's the SEC. Yeah, I agree. And it's just a one loss Big Ten champion. Um, unless. If Alabama, if Cincinnati and Oklahoma run the table, and Alabama beats Georgia, then Oof. a one-loss Big Ten champion might not make it. But if Alabama loses twice, or if Oklahoma oh, or Cincinnati, yeah. one-loss Big Ten team is definitely in there. Oh, I completely agree. Especially yeah. if like Michigan or Michigan State's the one-loss team that's been undefeated, and their loss is to one of those other top ten, like Ohio State. Either either one of themselves well, gotta, or Penn State, then and that's their one loss. Then if, that they're in. If Michigan State or Michigan run the table, Big Ten champion, I think they jump Alabama and or Oklahoma. You gotta think. You gotta remember right now. Right now they're not above, but you cannot tell me a Michigan or Michigan State team who would run the table and be undefeated considering the strength of schedule they have left that well, they don't get in the top four. Yeah, they'd I mean, be, you're looking they'd at, be you're looking at two. The they'd be second. Alabama I was going to say an undefeated Oklahoma. Because Michigan's got Michigan State left, Penn State left, and Ohio State. And the I last think, game of the season is Ohio State. So that's three teams in the top 10 right now. So that would, if they run the table, they've already they've beaten basically everybody that's in the top 10 in the Big Ten. They're out. Well, yeah, I, I'm saying I think a one-loss, a one-loss Big Ten team, if if it's a Michigan or a Michigan State or a house, like one of those teams, a one-loss Big Ten champion and a one-loss Alabama, like that's going to be a hard sell. Like a one-loss Alabama, like you can't leave Georgia out if Georgia's only losses against Alabama in the SEC championship game. Yeah. But the question is. Does Texas A&M's win against Alabama? How does that weigh against a Michigan or a Michigan State or a Ohio State against where their loss would be against one another in a top ten loss? Like to me, I I would give the edge to the Big Ten over Alabama in that situation. See, I hear you, but 
and I don't think this should be, I, I don't think this should be the case, but it is. Um, and it's just the history of success in the playoffs. Um, money and ratings are a thing. I'm not saying that's all that matters, but to ignore that would be foolish. Um, I think Alabama would make it in just based on their history. I, I And I agree with you guys about the Big Ten, but when it comes down to the voting, I mean, you have to consider past success. They have a running track record of dominating the playoffs to an extent. I mean, with a few Clemson losses. I mean, Alabama, the last time they missed the – or like the only time they missed the playoffs was when LSU had the best season in college football history. But, yeah, I don't think you can ignore – a history of success when it comes to keeping an Al- a one-loss Alabama out versus a Big Ten. I think, but it, like, like, what if if Georgia beats Bama and they lose two, then they're out? Oh, well, if if they have two losses, then yeah. But yeah. if Bama beats Georgia, so right you're now, saying that right now you're saying right if, now we're discussing if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, Alabama's in. Period. See, I would tend, depending on what happened to the Big Ten, I I, I might have a different argument. I get your argument, if, but if it would have it would de- be dependent on what happened to the Big Ten in my opinion. If there's an undefeated Big Ten team, then I mean they should be in. But yeah. you have to think if Georgia for Alabama would have a win against the ranked one team in the nation, but they'd also have a loss against an unranked team. Yes, but you can – I mean, if you're someone analyzing and voting, if they beat Georgia, I mean, you can pretty confidently write that out as a fluke. I mean, you can right now as well. I don't – I mean, 19 out of 20 times, Alabama is going to beat them by two touchdowns. I, I think – and this is a hypothetical, and I know we got to go. Uh, but if there's a Big Ten unbeaten champ uh, – uh, run the uh, undefeated Big Ten champ, Bama beats Georgia as the Georgia's only loss. I still think Bama's out. Either that yeah, or and undefeated, and, out. And, an undefeated Big Ten team is what you're saying? An undefeated Big Ten team wins the, uh, no, wins the national championship because you can't leave Georgia out. And I don't think you can leave Cincinnati out at that point. And Oklahoma, that you can make a case, Oklahoma, depending on how the rest of the season looks. So it depends Caleb on who, Williams. Yeah. Oklahoma's but I don't know. Fluky wins and won't have the strength of schedule that an undefeated Big Ten team. The fluky would be more with Spencer Rattler, though. At that point, you would think Caleb Williams has established himself and run the table. If he, they have more fluky Oklahoma. wins. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not a huge. I'm not an Oklahoma defender. Never really been. Uh, but yeah. but I think with Spencer or Spencer Rattler, they were trash and they were just lucky. Uh, but Caleb Williams, they've played really really well under Caleb Williams so far. I wrap this up and go to break. Um, when we come back, we're going to be talking some. Uh, we got we got both the experts on. You know, last week we only had one, but we got both the NHL experts on. So we're going to talk some NHL and then we're going to switch over to some football. We'll be right back. Hey guys, we're back and we're going to talk a little hockey. Um, we're about three four games into the season, which is really young, I guess. You know, but uh, you know, it's been a week. There's been some great things, you know. The Kraken have started their 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 road to NHL playoffs and whatever. Hopefully, who knows? You know, I'm going to be optimistic as a new fan. Um, 
but uh, we're going to lean towards our experts. And uh, I'll start with Josh. What are you thinking so far with the start of this season? Yeah, so it's hard to tell. I mean, we're very early on. I know yeah, I just told you guys during the break um, of our recording, the, the Bruins just lost in overtime to the Flyers, but it was only the Bruins' second game of the year. Uh, a few of the teams have only played two games. A few have played four. Don't know how the NHL scheduled that, but there are a few things, there are a few things that kind of make sense right now. You know, Edmonton, Edmonton's 3-0. and That makes sense. Um, kind of surprising. Colorado's one and two. I would have expected them to be two and one, maybe three and zero. Oh. Um, Minnesota's three and zero. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Pittsburgh and Washington, both two and zero oh with two overtime losses and one overtime loss. And then Carolina's undefeated. So some of the teams, you know, Florida is still undefeated. Some of the teams that looked strong last year, last year, strong this year. I'm intrigued right now. Buffalo is still undefeated. Uh, if you are not a fan of hockey, if you're a new fan to hockey, Buffalo sucks. Like, that's just a fact. You know, there are certain things that are facts. You know, Tom Brady is going to keep doing well. Um, I, I don't even know what else would be on a level of facts as much as, like, what, what's not even, like, what is just an unquestionable, undeniable thing? That is Buffalo sucks. Um, last year, I forget how many number one overall picks they had on their roster, not first round picks, but literally number one in the draft because they kept picking number one year after year after year, (laughs) but they're undefeated right now. And honestly, I think it's a fluke. I think that's going to change. However, last year they fired their coach partway through the season, hired a new coach, Don Granato. Um, I believe his brother does some stuff with Team USA hockey. But anyway, Don Granado comes from a hockey family, and Granado really had them playing hard the end of the year. Uh, Buffalo turned into a team that you still would beat, but it would be a tough game. Um, so maybe it's not a fluke. I'm kind of intrigued to see what happens there. You know, like I said, my Bruins now drop to one win, zero losses, and one overtime loss. Um, but I've been pleased with the way they look. They even came from behind today to take it to overtime. So it's a young season. There's a lot to be watching. Um, it's, it's exciting to me to see hockey back in the Bruins, two games, Brad Marchand already has three goals. Marchand's my, my spirit animal, I think. So, um, I'm just really excited to see hockey back out there again. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, you know, I'm becoming a good fan to it. Um, and I like, I get to go to a game this weekend. Um, I get to go to the Caps Flamers game. I'm kind of curious to see how it's going to be. Dylan, you got anything you want to add to this? Yeah, I mean, I've tried to watch uh, some games as they've come on. I I watched uh, opening night with the Kraken and the Lightning. I watched both of those games. I've watched bits and pieces of other games. Uh, I think the the problem with – and I'm only going to speak to really the Kraken and the Lightning because those are the only teams I've really – been keeping up with i'm trying to start small and expand uh into to hockey a little bit more uh so with those two teams uh like the kraken at first the 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 thought was that they were not going to be a scoring team but then they jump out the gate in the first two games and throw up seven goals and they lose into vegas four to three but then they win four to three uh the next night or their, their next game, rather, uh, against the Predators. But then since then, the last three games, they've put up a combined four points, or, or yeah. four goals, rather. Uh, and so the that that's starting to look like a reality. Like, it's looking like their scoring is going to hold them back. 
in what was supposed to be a strength for them, their defense has not been. Because in those same three games, or really since the season started, they've allowed seven, nine, 15, 19 goals in five games. Like, that's ridiculous number. Um, and so I'd like to see the Kraken get back on track and, and harness in their defense and, and, and firm up uh, and try to win games 1-0, 2-1, one, like, game, like tight, knit, tight, gritty games. But right now it's not looking like it. Uh, and the Lightning have been good. They started off a little slow, uh, lost to the Penguins. Uh, but they, they've kind of got back on track after, besides losing to the Lightning last night or the Lightning, the um, the Panthers. But they've looked pretty good. I, I have faith that the Lightning, the reigning back-to-back Stanley Cup champs are going to get it back together and, uh, and and figure it out. But but that's kind of the two teams I've been following and kind of my thoughts on, on watching them. All right. Well, as you know, like you said, the season's young, and we'll keep talking about this. Um, but we're going to switch over to our cornerstone of what we do on this show, and that's the NFL. Um, week five in the books. Uh, I'm sorry, week six in the books. I apologize. I said that. Um, and I, I got to say, um, my my biggest first thing for the recap I want to talk about is the Raiders played well. Yes, I understand, Chris. I'm sorry. It was against your Broncos. But they played well the first game after Gruden. You got anything you want to add with that one? Well, Denver's bad. Um, they, they started off 3-0, and I said that's a good start, and they've done so convincingly, but I also gave credit to people's critique that it was against three bad teams. Um, do I think Denver could still be good this year? There's still a lot of talent on the roster. We've had a ton of injuries. Um but am I super impressed by this win from for the Raiders? I mean, I'm not super impressed. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, kudos. You just lost your coach who gave away Cleo Macamari Cooper and all these guys. But hey, at least you beat the Broncos. Bill, you got anything you want to add? I mean, I was the only one that picked the Raiders to win last week. I was the only one that, that is true that, be- that believed that the Raiders were were still gonna be a good team. Mainly because, I mean, they have a solid defense and they have uh, Derek Carr, who I think is highly underrated. And they have they rallied around their new coach with everything going on. They rallied behind Rich Bizaccia and they they played well. And that's what I thought they were going to do. And I mean, I don't think Gruden was the reason they were four or three and two beforehand. Uh, I think they had a good team regardless. But yeah. I think, uh, and I think they're going to fight even harder now with all this, with the, all this stuff going on. So I, I wouldn't write the Raiders off as a, a team that that's going to implode. I really think that they're going to continue on and be in position for a playoff spot. Right now, they're tied for the division. So, yeah. Hey, Josh, I, I want to ask you, what, what's your thought process right now on the Cardinals? I'm surprised. They've looked really good. Yeah, I thought this week would have been a test. And okay, like you can put all sorts of asterisks on their wins, yo, or on their win this week against the Browns of really beating the the junk out of the Browns. Yo, okay. Browns have a lot of injuries. Baker is is messed up. Um, yeah, there there's a lot going on for them right now. But man, like every week I've kind of said. Mm, I'm not sure this could be the week that they drop one. Mm, I'm not sure this could be the week that they drop one. 
you know, this week against the Browns, I really thought that would be a good test. And it wasn't. Like, it wasn't even close. It was never in question. And, yeah, like, Chubb being hurt, Hunt got hurt, Baker is playing without a left arm. But still, I've been pretty impressed. Yeah, Dylan, you got anything with that? Uh, I think the Cardinals have been really good. Um, the Cards have uh, played well. The Kyler's played well. They've been able to spread the ball around, uh, not just hitting D-hop, which to my demise, not demise, but like I would like them to hit D-hop a little bit more selfishly. Um, but but they've they've their offense has gotten better. Their defense has taken a huge step forward. Um, and Cliff Kingsbury, honestly, I think a lot of us, if I'm not mistaken, were saying that this was a prove it type of year for Cliff Kingsbury. Like if they did not Great. play well, that Kingsbury needed to be fired. And yep. and maybe it's not Kingsbury because Kingsbury was out this week and they still won. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I think he's you definitely have to give him credit. Like he's the head of the ship. And they're playing. We we downed him when they were playing bad. We can't just give it a, to credit somewhere else. We've got to say that he's doing well, and I think he is. Yeah. Now ask me about the Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, and I won't give him that much credit. Hey Chris, um, I I know you're a advocate for this person. Um, so let's talk about Lamar and his his passing excellence that has Excellent. showed up this season. Excellence is a stretch. I love Lamar. <laughs> I'm not willing to jump to excellence. Has he been significantly improved? And the answer to that is yes. And I think his stats could even be more blown out of the water if Marquise Brown hasn't dropped three touchdowns this year. Um, and other, I mean, I think two or Rashad three. Rashad Bateman players, being. Yeah, Bateman being out. I mean, two of it, two of the two of the three interceptions he's thrown this year two or three of the interceptions he has thrown this year have been off of passes off of his players hands. Um, Lamar's looked outstanding. I mean, he has issues protecting the ball. He's fumbled a lot. He has to clean that up, but that game against the Colts where he just elevated his game and was just made Marquis. I mean, don't get me. Marquis Brown is okay. When he catches the ball. Of course, the only time he decides to catch a ball, he makes a diving touchdown catch against Denver. Um, but, I mean, you can you can hate Lamar all you want. His passing is improved. It looks like his decision-making is getting better, and he's running the ball well. So, and I he's think, making it work. He doesn't have uh, Dobbins. He doesn't have Gus Edwards. He has a bunch of washed-up running backs, and he's making it work. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and we talked about this before the, the, the podcast is Lamar's threat of running so the teams are keeping him in the pocket, making him a better passer, making him become a better passer? Well, it's one of those things where it's – if you're focused on the run, you have to be. You have to become a better passer or else you're not going to succeed in the league. If you're completely one-dimensional, if he stayed to where he wasn't throwing the ball well to the outside and people could just lock in on his run game – then, I mean, I I think I said it at the beginning of this year. If Lamar doesn't throw the outside well, the Ravens need to look for a new quarterback. But he's showing this year that he can throw the ball to the outside, even with the targets he had last year. I mean, without Willie Sneed, I mean, nothing's really changed except Sammy Watkins, who's the Not, same uh, or yeah. downgrade from Sneed. 
Yeah. Um, and he's getting Rashad Bateman back. So, I mean, I'm, I love Lamar. I chose him to an MVP. I think he can do that. He's in the top 10 in passing yards and rushing yards. Um, he's putting together a great season. If he learns to protect the ball and doesn't fumble as much, I think he could easily be the MVP this year. I'm going to switch over to Josh. If Kyler Murray slows down. I'm going to switch over to Josh because I know how he has been very critical on Lamar. Don't say Josh. Everyone has been. I'll say it too, yeah. Yeah, no, like. But Josh is uh, pretty high on it too. So so my critique of Lamar has always been, you know, exactly what Chris was saying. He wasn't making the throws. You know, he, he was captain check down to Mark Andrews. Like, okay. Um, he, Lamar used to look to run and occasionally he would pass. And I, I don't even know that Chris would disagree with me too much on that. Maybe a little I, bit, I but not too much. Yeah. And my question has always been for me to say he's a great quarterback. Can he show me he can throw and throw consistently? And I would say the last few weeks he's thrown He's thrown pretty consistently. He's thrown with an accuracy that I have never seen him play with before. He he didn't throw that accurately in college mm-hmm. at Louisville, and he hasn't thrown that accurately through his first few years in Baltimore. Like I mean, I even even with Mark Andrews, I had Mark, I have Mark Andrews on our dynasty fantasy team, and last year it frustrated me to no end because Mark Andrews would be open, and Lamar would miss him by five feet. Like it was so frustrating. And this year you're not seeing many of those terrible misses. I I don't know what Lamar did. I don't know what work he put in, but like as of right now, I respect it. He has come out and he looks like a different quarterback than last year. Still, still equally, I've always said, you know, potentially probably the most dynamic runner in all of football. You know, and I've been willing to say, like, if he played running back best running back most dynamic as long as his body could take the hits but he is showing he is actually a quarterback and i'm i'm impressed kudos to him and like i don't dislike the guy i hope he keeps it up it just bothered me when he was getting such accolades when he really wasn't throwing like a quarterback but i i've been thoroughly impressed and i will say you know lamar is my my thing was can he prove it and i'll give him this year he is proving it yeah. So we're going to switch to uh, a new little segment I, I decided to do. Um, and Dylan, I'm going to start with you. Fred, you, you are a new expansion franchise football team. And you get one player in the NFL to be your cornerstone. I'm going to start with you. Who is it? Can I answer for Dylan? <laughs> I, I mean... So we kind of had this one conversation. Of, one of two people. We, yeah. we kind of had this conversation back in the summer. Like, if you started a franchise, where are you focusing? And we both said the line. We all, for the most part, said the O-line or D-line. So my natural instinct is to, to pick a lineman. Uh, and if I were to do that, it would be Tristan Wirfs. Just a heads up. Uh, but I don't. I'm not going to because – to, to win championships and to be an elite the off or like elite team, you have to have a quarterback. It's the most important position in professional sports. Uh, quarterback is the, the, you have the most pressure. Um, and 
I, it's really hard. I don't want to caricature myself, so I kind of want to go against what I want to do. Uh, uh, but I mean, I gotta go, Josh Allen. I know. I mean, yeah, as you say, there's, there's there's no one else. I mean, Josh Allen is maybe, in my opinion, number two in the MVP behind Kyler. Still, that's my thought. Um, and I think Josh has played really well. Uh, he's shown the ability to be accurate. He's got a huge arm. He can run it. He's literally Cam Newton, but can throw like, and maybe a better runner than Cam, like a pure, pure runner than Cam. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but I think he has the arm that Cam never had. And uh, you can't go wrong with him. All right. Chris, who do you have? Man, this is tough. Cause when you're talking about starting a franchise, are you talking about every other position is like average? I'm just saying this is your number one pick. So I'm basically saying this is Madden 21. This is Madden 22 (laughs) fantasy draft. You have the number one overall pick. For me, I mean, it's just hard not to say Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the talent is just there. He's an incredible quarterback. Um, And he can, he can do it all. Like, don't get me wrong. I I love Lamar, and I've made that known. The reason I wouldn't choose Lamar, it's because for Lamar to succeed, he has to be put in the right system. Patrick Mahomes will succeed in any system. Obviously, you're not going to run option with what you really could, because he actually is pretty mobile. Yeah. Um, But I mean, I just have to go with Patrick Mahomes. His arm talent and his age are just actually caveat. If you get rid of his brother and wife, I choose Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> you mean TikTok man? Oh my gosh! Talk about a talk about a mess. Talk Holy about insensitive and, and completely you, missed the picture. You thought Lamar okay. Ball was bad. All right, take these punks. Josh, what about you? Yeah, no, it it's tough. I've been trying to convince myself into somebody else because. I want more variety, but I like Kyler Murray, but he's short and I just don't know. A um, couple of injuries and all. Hey, uh, you guys got to stick together. I know. That's uh, that's why Brad Marchand's my guy in hockey. You know, short guys uh, with slight anger issues. No, um, so <laughs> Kyler, uh, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert has looked incredible through his first year, but I'm not sold on him yet. Uh, I, I would think about Joe Burrow, but for the same reasons as Justin Herbert, I'm not sure. I I would consider like a Jamar Chase, you know, going like elite wide receiver who's super young. You know, Jamar seems to be showing he actually can catch the ball now. I would I wide would receiver, you baby. Um, you know, I, defense doesn't last long enough, or else I might consider a Micah Parsons. But honestly, I I think for some of the reasons Dylan said and others. Josh Allen has got to be up there. Let's go. Especially like the the question of where where is my expansion team? If we are starting Buffalo, in, if we're starting <laughs> in San Diego, maybe maybe I take somebody else. But like man, especially if I'm playing in the North, like Josh Allen has that build, he has that body, he has that resilience. Yo, I yeah, he can he can take hits. He can, he can. Josh, you got, you put a huge smile on my face. I mean, like 
and he's just showed consistent improvement and he has a rocket for an arm. And so there's no reason he can't continue to improve. All right. I mean, I'll agree with everything you guys have said, but I'm going to go in a little different. Like I told you all at the break, I'm going a little odd. Um, I'm going running back. I'm going running back. (laughs) Tom Brady. (laughs) Yeah. He's got, he's got 20 more years. He can start one. I'm going running back and I'm going Derrick Henry. Uh, I am doing that because he is for the last four seasons, just ran over people. He has shown he has no quarterback. I agree. I have his quarterback. Let's not get into that right now. Yeah. But (laughs) I like to say, we said garbage, baby. Like I said before, this is like Dylan, not even threw it to you before your pick Madden 22. You're the first pick franchise. Who are you taking? Dad, this is why your dynasty team is trash right now. I just (laughs) – hold on a second. Hold on a second. My dynasty team is trash? Who who scored most points this week? I'm just kidding. I'm playing because you have the oldest team in the league. (laughs) 26-year-old running back. Who who can fault you for for taking the 27-year-old running back with over 1,300 carries? I mean, that seems like a brilliant plan for starting a dynasty. So, you know, like, hey, 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 maybe I can find myself some like 30. Um, hey, Frank, uh, look, just, to, just to defend myself. Hey, Josh, how, how many points did I beat you by this week? You're that that's one but, game. Who, You're calling who, it starting a dynasty who, for who for scored him. most of those points? How many years can this guy keep it up? Like who I, scored I, most I, of those points? Derrick Henry is the best running back in football this year. He probably will be next year, quite possibly the year after that. But then he's going to be a 30-year-old who's at what? Over 2,000 carries on his career? I, like I so said. If you want I, to be a three-year running back, bro, welcome to the league. I am fine with that. So tell me this. I will say it this way. If, if Andrew Luck had not retired after his, what, fourth season, fifth season? Can you play like seven? I don't. Guys, by the way, he's the MVP. Who? <laughs> I'm just, yeah, it's a joke. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I, I won't say your dynasty team is doing a lot better this year. I'll, I'll give you that. But thank you. Not, not because, not because of your way you drafted your team. No, I drafted it wrong. I've, I've openly admitted that. I drafted as a single seven. season instead of a dynasty. Andrew Luck played seven seasons. Is it seven? Okay. I just want to, I just want to throw out there. I mean, I know I joked about Tom Brady. But I would probably take Tom Brady over Derrick Henry if I were to start a franchise right now. <laughs> That's a choice. Like you said, I told you on the break, y'all were going to make fun of me. Did I did or not? You did. I mean, you're right. And you didn't disappoint. <laughs> but I'm still, and I'm still going to stick with my play. All right. All right. Getting into that, we're going to go into the week seven picks. Dylan, I'm going to let you take it from here. All right. Well, so to, um, to get back to where we are at this season, uh, Dad, you and me are still tied at the lead. Uh, we went 10-4 and four this week. Uh, Josh, you have overtaken, I believe, or tied up Chris uh, with your picks. And that's going to get us into this week. Uh, so you know, I love how enthusiastic you sound. What do you mean? 
You just yeah, you, you uh, getting prepared during that. So oh well, sorry. I was I was trying to update stuff as I was talking because I was technically not ready. Uh, <laughs> whatever. No, by how slow you were talking or anything. So yeah. So to be more specific, Josh, you and Chris are now tied. Uh, after this week, uh, I believe you. No, you have overtaken Josh or Chris by one game. You have taken him over by one game. Me and my dad are still up by two. Um two games two or three games so with that let's get into our picks uh first thursday night game broncos browns i have the broncos okay i'll do this josh chris ty so i have the broncos Broncos. for the sake of the broncos i'm going browns (laughs) whoever i root for loses my g i'm gonna go Broncos, but i am i'm going broncos there's too many injuries all right uh, Bears at Bucks. I have the Bucks, obviously. Bucks. I, I gotta choose the Bears, man. I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I, I can't. I can't not do it, dude. I just. I, I have a problem, man. I got a problem. I'm choosing. At least we're not taking them to Vegas or nothing. Uh, I'm going Bucks. Uh, the Washington Football Team at the Packers. I have the Packers. 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 All right. The next team is the Chiefs at the Titans. I have the Chiefs. Titans. I have the Chiefs by a significant margin. I'm going to stay Dad, with Josh. You taking your franchise quarterback. Your quarterback. I'm going to stay with Josh. Titans. <laughs> My franchise player. Uh, Falcons at Dolphins. I want to take the Dolphins, but with all the Tua news and everything up in the air right now, I'm going to lean the Falcons. But if Tua is going to play, I'm going to probably revert that to the Dolphins. Dolphins. I don't know. I'm going to leave this one up to possibly change. But for now. (laughs) Hey, stop yelling at me, dude. Relax. I'm I'm going with the Falcons because I have Calvin Ridley on my fantasy team. I'm going Falcons. Uh, Patriot or Jets at Patriots. Patriots. I have the Patriots as well. I'm taking the Jets. Zach Wilson's getting his revenge this game. I was gonna say he has to take the Chris. You got to take the Jets. It's Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, whoever the Jets are playing, that's Chris's team. Uh, the next is the Panther. Dad, you said the Patriots, right? Yes. All right, Panthers at the Giants. I have the Panthers. Panthers. <laughs> This is why I suck so much at picks. I'm taking the Giants. <laughs> Chris, oh my gosh. Man. I'm going with Panthers. Uh, the Bengals at the Ravens. I'm actually picking an upset and taking the Bengals. I'll go Ravens. Uh, you don't, I don't even need to say. Yeah, I'm going Bengals. You opened that like you were going to say that Ravens like, yeah, Bengals. <laughs> uh, Eagles at Raiders. I have the Raiders. I have Raiders as well. Chris, I'm just going to put the Eagles down. Yeah, Chris is getting the Eagles. I'll I'll go Raiders. Raiders. I'm going Raiders. I was tempted, though. If you guys all didn't didn't pick the Raiders, who would have taken the Eagles? I just needed one person with me. No one took the Eagles. No one took the Eagles. Uh, The Lions at the Rams. I have the Rams. Rams. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking. Really, <laughs> yeah, uh, Texans at Cardinals. I have the Cardinals. Wow, Cardinals. Cardinals. 
Uh, and then the Colts at the 49ers. I have the Colts. I'm going to go Colts as well. I'm going Colts as well. Yeah. Gosh, I thought I was going to be in the minority there. Uh, the Saints at the Seahawks. I have the Saints right now. Saints. 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 All right. Well, that is what we have for the week with the picks. All right, guys. We're done this week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.